Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special guest interview today. But before we get into everything, we just want to remind everyone to please subscribe on YouTube for exclusive interviews. And whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. Our special guest today is rookie for Racing Louisville FC, number four draft pick in the 2022 NWSL draft, taking the NWSL world by storm this year, quite frankly, with some set-piece bangers. Savannah DeMello, welcome to the show, Savannah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hyped to have you here. It's uh, it's first time for you here on Attacking Third. We're always excited every time we get to get a first-timer on the show with all of the players that we've spoken to already. Uh Coming off of a bit of a bye week here in the NWSL break in the season, how are you? And uh, what did you get up to uh, with your with your time off? Yeah, um, I just went home. I, we played in San Diego, which is really nice because I'm from California. So right after the game was over, I just took PCH down and went to Long Beach and just kind of chilled with my family. Um, one of my friends from the team stayed with me. So just did a lot of the local California stuff, went to some beaches because, you know, over here in Louisville, we don't have beaches. So <laughs> definitely wanted to get out there. Um, and yeah, I just spent time with my family, did a lot of relaxing. And but I'm just glad to be back. It was a good week off, but it was a good reset. And now I'm ready for the second half of the season. Savannah, you are speaking my language, going to the beach. I'm from the East Coast. I live on the East Coast. The, uh, as many days as I can spend on near around a beach, I do that. So I understand where you're coming from completely. Um, But (laughs) a year ago at this point, you were preparing to go back to college, right? You are getting back into preseason. There are so many players right now, right on the cusp of August that are preparing for preseason collegiately. When you were starting preseason one year ago, heading to college, is this where you imagined you would be right now leading your professional soccer team with three goals one assist is this how you saw your rookie season going uh absolutely not um I did not see any of this coming I had no idea where I was going to end up um location wise and I knew my goal coming into pro was just to kind of get my feet set and just learn as much as I can and um yeah but definitely not this and I'm super grateful for it. And I'm super grateful for my staff and all my teammates because I wouldn't be um, where I am without them. You know, racing is a, is a expansion franchise in their second year. And they had 
a number of first round draft picks there. And I think everybody was sort of looking at how they were going to continue to sort of build out and flesh out their roster. So for you, um, going from the collegiate level, coming into the pro level, what has sort of been a, your biggest adjustment for you in the NWSL this year with racing and B what's it been like to sort of be part of, of uh, a franchise that's sort of still building something. Yeah. I mean, coming into pro, I knew the speed of play was going to be really quick. So I knew I needed to kind of get to that speed of play as fast as I could, because I think once I could do that, then I could start playing my game and my style. But I definitely think um, the defensive piece of it, I knew I had to work defensively off the, like, just as much as I like to attack, I know I needed to defend as well. So I think I needed to add that game, that part of, um, or add that part to my game. And I think um, I did well with that in the preseason, got got like fit enough to play and kind of just waited for my chance. And then when I got it, I took full advantage of it. Um, I played the six in my first start. And I think because I've been working so much on the defensive end, I felt really confident in that role and um, just played it the best I could and added a little bit of me into that position. And yeah. But I think it is an adjustment from college. The speed of play in college is still fast. And I went to a really good college and played in the Pac-12. So I had good competition. But I definitely think playing against the players we've been playing against is just huge. And, um, yeah, I'm just glad I'm a part of the team and here and all kind of comfortable now and um, loving the staff and all the teammates and stuff. You know, I just want to follow up on that really quickly because it was curious, like with the with the picks that um, racing had in, in that first round and how uh, the midfielders were going to be utilized in, in this season. But uh, having them go with with Howell then then picking you up, it was a really fun moment, I think, sort of watching this event happen. It was still a virtual event, something that uh, the league did the year prior and then continue the virtual event this year. So it's a little bit of a different energy when you're going through the draft process and you're experiencing that virtually but something that I loved when your name was called during this event was that you were hanging out and ready to do some of your uh your first introductory press conferences in your sort of look like a kind of an awards room and I remember kind of screenshotting it and saying yes this is the energy that I, I love <laughs> yeah. to see players have talk, talk to me a little bit about the sort of that uh, that trophy room so to speak yeah so um my dad has been my coach since I was 12 years old, he played soccer and I've kind of owe everything to him. Like I've learned the game from him and from his eyes. But since I was younger, he's kept like every trophy me and my club team have won. Um, we got a lot of cool uh, mementos when I was with the national team. So I always made sure to bring those home and he would do something special with it. And a couple of years ago, he redid the bonus room. So he kind of added all of me and my sisters. It's not all just me. My I have two, <laughs> I have two younger sisters and they have some stuff up there too. But nice. obviously I've been playing for a lot longer. Um, I was fortunate to have a really good club team. Um, had a great like national team experience, good college experience. So I've had um, a lot of memories and my, it's just awesome that my dad did something really special with it. Yeah, that room is so special. You mentioned your sisters played and you spent the last week at home. Did you get to play with them at all? Kick it in the backyard? <laughs> I tried to stay away from soccer for my week off. Good. But, um, Good. Me sister, yeah. Me, my sister and my friend, we went on a couple runs and did a couple things like that. But yeah, whenever I'm home for the off season, me and my sisters are always playing together. Um, my dad is always doing like private training sessions. So we're always together playing. 
Oh, I love that. I love when it becomes a family sport. Um, you mentioned coming into the NWSL, how you focus so much on defense and your defensive side of the game has been locked down, truly impressive, but we've got to talk about the goals. It is so well known across the league right now that it, essentially teams cannot foul racing Louisville within 30, 35 <laughs> yards of the box because of how lethal racing Louisville is, but mostly you at scoring set pieces, two of your three goals this year coming from from free kicks. Is that something that you specifically work on? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, me and Amina, I think are both, um, good set piece takers. She yes. has an awesome left foot and she scored a banger too in the challenge cup against Chicago. So, I mean, props to her for that, but me and her do practice a lot. And I think it's just something that can help us with goals, like you said. So it is a lethal part of our attack. And like you said, players or people don't want to foul us around the box yeah. because, um, they know we're pretty, we're, we're going to get a good opportunity on goal, but I also think we like to dribble around the box. So it's kind of, it kind of plays into our favor a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's like a catch 22. So what, <laughs> yeah. what happens when the whistle blows and both you and Amina are on the pitch? Um, do you talk about it? What goes through your mind and what happens after the whistle blows? Yeah. So me and her, so obviously she's a left foot and I'm a right footed. So it's kind of helps in our favor on who's going to take the kick in which area. So we already know going in to the game, if there's a free kick on this side, Sav's going to take it. If it's on this side, Amina's going to take it. Um, and even with distant or um, set pieces too, like if we're just getting a cross in, we both have our sides and it's just really nice to have not one, but two, like you said, good players on the ball for those opportunities. You know, you've talked a little bit about uh, wanting to work on, on your defense going into your rookie year, and now you've shown that scoring goals is is something that you can do specifically off of of set pieces. But you've also got an assist uh, on the year so far as as you all look ahead to the second half of the season. When you uh, you've all been playing alongside uh, Jessica McDonald, who's NWSL assist leaders, and she's someone who's I've noticed sort of really emerges as not just a leader on the pitch for you all, but, but off the pitch as well. How has the, the partnership and relationship uh, developed with, with somebody like uh, McDonald this year? Oh yeah. And I think just like looking at our team, we're a very young team. Mm -hmm. And I think having a player like Jess is just awesome. Um, she's a great player on the field, but I think she's an even better person off. I've become really close with her um, and her son. And I just think it just helps with the partnership on the field. And I've played as the 10 while she's playing the nine. Um, so I think when I was playing the attacking men and she was playing the four, that four position, we got, we kind of talked a lot to each other about what we liked, what we preferred, what we didn't want. And I think having those conversations um, just helps our team tremendously. And I think we have conversations like that all across the, the team and on the field. So I just think it helps. And just knowing that our team is very closely bonded we're able to have those conversations on and off the field. Those conversations are so crucial, whether it's with rookie to rookie or veteran to rookie, even veteran to veteran about kind of how to manage the team and things like that. When you look at um, it, some of the other first year players on racing Louisville with you, I mean, you mentioned Jalen Howell uh, coming into this one and splitting different positions with her in the midfield, frankly, what are those conversations like tactically between the rookies as you are heading into training or leaving training, just talking about adjusting to the game or how you can get better. Um, what are those conversations like among you guys? Yeah, I think something that's really important to us is that we have those conversations, but making sure they're, um, very real and upfront. And it's always easy to kind of go around the bush and 
not be direct, but we all, I think, get along and all know each other personally. So being direct with those conversations is really important to us. Because I think all as rookies, we're just trying to learn as much as we can. But I think because we're so close with each other, we can be honest with each other and have those honest conversations. And I think that's kind of where you start to grow. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as rookies, y'all are going to get a, another kind of interesting opportunity this year in your first year in the league, uh, racing Louisville is hosting the women's cup, which is coming up in August. That's going to be the second annual edition of it. Last year was the inaugural version and, uh, Louisville ended up winning the whole gosh darn thing within the trophy. (laughs) So y'all are sort of entering this second edition of it kind of as a couple holders and, and title defenders. And, um, with that, there's also come an expansion of this tournament. So it went from a 14 tournament to a 16 tournament. So there's going to be a, a ton of different teams. So it's hosted by y'all. Oh, Rain is the other um, NWSL club, but AC Milan, uh, Toki Verde Biesa, Tottenham Hotspur, Club America. Uh, talk to me a little bit about gearing up for something like this. And even though it's kind of in the near future, is uh, are you eager to sort of get a run out there against a, a club that's not necessarily an NWSL side? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because it's in the middle of a kind of crazy month of August. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really going to test us and all of us. Um, And I think it's just always fun to play different style teams. I mean, uh, playing a team from England versus playing a team from Mexico versus playing a team in America is like all super different. And I think it's just going to help us tremendously down the road because we know that the team Tottenham's going to play and knock the ball and it's just going to be different styles of play. And I think it'll challenge us, but also we'll learn a lot about our team and what we can do better. And it'll just help us moving forward, but it is going to be fun to play teams outside of the NWSL. I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, as fans and media, it's so fun to watch those games as well. It's, it's different competition. Is there a particular team that you're maybe more excited to play against or, or, you know, players on or anything like that? I would just say Tottenham um, just because it's a really like big club in England. And I think England is just has really good soccer players, really good soccer style. So, and they're a really top, a top team over there. So I'm just excited to play them, but all the teams in general. I was going to say, or like, maybe you're like, there's a team that you're excited to watch perhaps because that that first round, yeah, y'all as a host kind of had that buy into the semifinal round. So that first quarterfinal round is going to be AC Milan versus uh, Tokyo Verde Beleza. And then then you have uh, Tottenham and then Club America. Is there like a particular match you want to keep an eye on or you're going to be taking in both? I think honestly, the club or Tottenham versus America or America, because I think that's just two different, very different styles of play. So I want to see like how, that's really going to play out, but all the games I'm going to be watching and I'm really excited for, and just to have them here and host them. I think we have great facilities. Um, I think everybody does a really good job with the field, like what we have and the field, the stadium's awesome. So it's going to be a cool experience. Lynn Family Stadium is an incredible place, an incredible venue to host the Women's Cup, um, and it just grows it in the community as well. All right. We've talked a lot about soccer. You mentioned you went home over this most recent break, but I want to hear about moving to Louisville, Kentucky and uh, going from being a Cali girl, uh, going to school at USC and now being in Kentucky. How are you adjusting? What are you doing when you're not on the soccer field? What is it like in Louisville? I I honestly thought I was like, oh, I'll like it. But I've actually I really love it. Like it's very, very different, obviously, than L.A. and being in L.A. But I've I like it. I like the difference of it. Um, 
the people are a lot nicer here. <laughs> um, everybody wants to talk to you. You know, in LA, everyone's got somewhere to be every hour of the day. And here it's just really nice. Like there's a sense of community. And I really like that. I don't know if it's just because we're on the soccer team here and everybody wants to kind of chat with us, but I've just felt really like everyone kind of opened up to me with open arms and I've just been really happy. But a lot of us go to Quills. It's a coffee place around here. Nice. So yeah, I'm still in school. I'm finishing my master's right now. So I spend a lot of time at Quills doing my work. Um, Tennessee is like an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. So if we're off for like more than one day, a lot of us will go down there to go shopping, go to Broadway, um, do stuff like that. But yeah, it's a really fun place. I think it's a cool city, has really good people. And I'm just think I was excited to do something new. I loved LA, but I I'd been there for so long. So it was fun to do something new and I'm, I've adjusted really well. That's good to hear. I, I, you're studying to get your master's master's in what we've got to know more. What's the brains. Let's hear about it. Uh, I got my bachelor's in health and human sciences, and then I'm getting my master's in public health. So kind of want to be physician's assistant or travel nurse or something around those lines. So after soccer, we'll see. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Got to, got to, got to have the brains with, with the athletic ability. I heard <laughs> you speak a little bit about your time in Louisville there. You mentioned coffee and this is actually a perfect seg for us because a thing that we do to sort of close out interviews sometimes with uh, our, our guest interviews with players is we talk a little bit about routine. We talk a little bit about uh, pregame or pre uh, pre-training or post-training. Um, is there, what's your go-to coffee order or is there a specific type of, of meal or thing that you need to eat around or on a game day? Okay. So for my coffee order, I'm very, very basic. It's a vanilla oat milk ice latte. Delicious. Yeah. Light ice. The people at Quills do my order perfectly every time. (laughs) Um, but also my roommate, Jalen, Jalen Howell has a, her own barista (laughs) machine. So she always, she also makes my coffee perfectly. So if I don't want to go spend money, I just have Jalen make there me you one. Go. But for my pregame or meal, me and my friend Neely, who's on the team, we always eat chicken, sweet potatoes, and Brussels sprouts the night before a game. That's like every, okay. every night before. Every night before the game. That's usually our go-to meal. You heard it here. The key to executing on set pieces <laughs> Brussels sprouts. We got it. Boom. Exclusive. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Savannah, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a blast chatting a little bit with you about all things racing and all things soccer. We also want to thank our listeners who joined us along in this episode. Thanks for following along. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram for more. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe at youtube.com slash attacking third. And we'll be back this week for more. For Sandra Rada and Lisa Roman and Savannah DeMello, this was the second day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.